Hey, what's up, listeners? Welcome to K Popcorn. Hope you guys are staying safe out there, practicing social distancing, wearing your mask. Just want you guys to know we're presented by The Coos, where we take a behind the scenes look at the K pop industry from the perspective of managers, songwriters, producers, journalists, as well as K pop artists. We also discuss recent headlines and trending topics, all which you can find within The Coos app, your one and only favorite K pop app. was it like you know when you first got into big hit you know like because that was your first official time now you made it into your like into the entertainment dream yeah making music uh, i mean it was cool like um i i learned a lot during my time there because um uh he wanted me to grow more as like a singer songwriter like a songwriter so he would like purposely make me come to his like producer meetings and so i'd go with like all these other producers and just sit there and like they'd be sharing their songs they were the week and then that really helped me i'm like oh like this this person wrote like a melody this way and they're just giving me tips and stuff like that and you're you were considered a yonsep singer at that time still under the company so actually i signed on an artist as an artist artist so like i wasn't really yonsep singing but i was technically i wasn't yonsep singing because like, yeah. you know i i I wasn't ready, but uh, for like a year, I was just like practicing that. I did all the stuff every young thing would do. I, I had vocal lessons, guitar lessons, like- The evaluation. Evalu- oh, did I you- didn't do evaluations, but I had this like, um, I'd stand in front of the camera and I'd, I'd like, like lip sync and like pretend I'm like, like performing. Show, performing, showing different emotions, stuff mm-hmm. like that. That helped me a lot too. And um, after maybe like a year of that, um, um, I, I wrote a bunch of songs before then too. So like, um, we started like working on a EP, like my debut EP, but that kind of fell through. And um, after that, I think at the time, um, the company was going uh, through struggles, I think a little bit. So um, like they scrapped everything. And then like, I was kind of like on hiatus. hiatus for like, from that point on. So yeah. Um, I think uh, I'm very interested in hearing like what life is like as a young saying at Big Hit, like what was your schedule like? You know, did you take dance lessons? Um, who else were you training with? Because you're because you're like one of the first like people for that company, especially after, yeah. you know, I know 2AM was under that company mm-hmm. at that same time when you were there. So at that time it was 2AM, 8, and I think that was, and Im Jong-in, mm-hmm. uh, and, um, they had, they had, well, BTS was like getting formed at that time. And so I used to dorm with them and um, I, I, I wanted to learn dancing, but they would not let me dance. They're like, you you can't dance. <laughs> Don't even bother learning to dance. I'm like, all right. So I, they wanted to put me in dance lessons. And um, I got, I think I did everything else though. Like I, I they took, they, they gave me singing lessons. So like my day would be, I'd, I'd wake up. Um, my, actually mine didn't start that like early. It was kind of like maybe like 11-ish, uh, my first lesson would start. And then mm-hmm. I go to, um, depending on the day, it was like singing lessons. After that, I'd go to um, the camera stuff. And then after that, I'd go to guitar lessons. And then I would have like free time to practice. And then, but then for me specifically, I had a studio, like they gave me a small space. So I'd always go to the studio and I'd just like listen to music, talk to producers there, write more songs. So that sounds awesome. As you end up saying, like yeah. I think that sounds really, and you, and, really nurturing you. Yeah. And you were able to go and like, you know, Bangshuk took you to this producer meeting. So did you feel like honored or like, you know, that's a that's a pretty cool experience for any kind of artist. At that time, I was an honor, but if I think about it, I'm like, dude, that was like a pretty like 
cool, cool experience because like it's like I'm working with industry like producers and like I don't know anything like they they, they went out of their way to teach me tell me tips and like you know like I, I wrote a song they're like oh yeah like if you made it like this I think it would be like more like it would come like I'd feel more emotions from it or right. like they'd be like oh maybe change the chord a little bit here I'm like oh so yeah it was definitely like a very cool experience during this time did you have any um, time for yourself to do fun things or personal things or was it mostly just uh, training no I mean like weekday weekdays was like I had lessons but like weekend it was pretty chill so like um, I told them like because at that time um, I told them I want to go to church on Sunday so they, they just like just have Sunday off so like I go to church and I hang out with my friends after church and like where did um, sorry it could be a random question but <laughs> where did you make friends you know what I mean like it's, I'm just curious too like when you come out like was it like just friends with people like the other Yonsub sayings or like who did you hang out with how did you so I the only friends I knew well the closest friends I had was I actually met them through like the program and um, actually at that time uh, Tufer K. Corey was like one of my close friends and then um, he introduced me to some other like the speakers and then we just had like our own little gathering we went to church we'd eat and like just hang out we'd always hang out by the Hangang like every Sunday that was like our go to spot oh Hangang's beautiful yeah. uh, for our listeners that's the river Han this, River, Han yeah. river. Oh, sorry, it's no, right no. through the middle of Seoul beautiful place to beautiful place. walk around and do some leisurely activities mm-hmm. and then like so the other question I had was because um, you know we have some friends that you know that had training times and they were living in like joint suksos like mm-hmm. joint dormitories mm-hmm. you know where people are training and some more artists so there's soloists amongst um, you know idol groups you know how did you feel you know you know some viewers might ask is it BTS or I know there's other Yonsub things at that time that didn't debut like how did it feel that you were like a solo artist living with other people that were preparing for a group like did you feel there was tension did you feel like there was like support for one another I thought I thought it was very supportive for us at that time so I, I did dorm with BTS and like a couple other Yonsub saying kids um, yeah, what is I'm saying? Um, trainees. Trainees, sorry, my bad. Training kids. And then, um, but eventually I moved out and I had my own suksu. Uh, but it, I honestly, I liked it when I was living with everyone else because it was more fun and like, we just. It sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, like, you yeah, guys wake like, each other. It's like college dorm life. Yeah, it was like, we would yeah. like Rochambeau because there was like more kids in bed. So we'd Rochambeau every night who gets the beds. What's Rochambeau for the right? Oh, uh, Rock Super <laughs> Sorry, I've never heard of Rome Shambo. I know, he's the only one that I know I'm that the uses only that. Person who says <laughs> I'm like, what I'm is sorry. that? <laughs> is this French or I'm not sure what language it is. But you just learned a new word today. Rome Shambo, Rock Shambo. Yeah. So tell us a story about um, maybe like BTS, like dorming, dorm life with BTS. Do you have any stories that you can remember? Or like just activities that you guys did together? I mean, wow. We just chill at night, and like you know, everyone comes back home from like practicing everything. We just like lay down, we like listen to music, we like to talk, and like we'd like get like chips and we just eat and like talk and stuff like that. It was kind of fun. Yeah, and then there were a couple times when we we were just like they had like mics at home, so they had like some beat and they were rapping. I'm like, can you sing for this? And I just sang like a couple songs with them too. And, so and you were like the main English speaker for that dorm. Yeah. So did did anyone else who was good at English at that time? Just curious. I mean, Rap Monster was pretty good at it. He's always been good at English. Yeah. I mean, they were, because they, they, like, you know, hip hop, they were all like into hip hop and like a lot of hip hop's English. So, like, they were like looking at a lot of like English lyrics and like stuff like that. So, like, but he was very, like, he was pretty good at English. So, I was like, well. Did, like, did you help write any lyrics for him or anybody? They were really good at lyrics. So, I was like, I was like whoa. So, did, did you have any songs with them that you, that you recorded during that time? Uh, we have like a couple demos. Yeah. Do you, I, do you still have those? I'm just curious. They're probably in my email somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. 
one of uh, so at that time I was making an EP like maybe like five songs. One of them I was gonna uh, feature all three of the rappers on on a song. Oh wow! Yeah. So Sugar, Sugar, uh, J Hope, and like Rap Monster. Or wow. Um, yeah. And at that time, we also had um, we have a mutual friend, Supreme Boy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's actually one of the main producers for Big Hit right now. Um, he used to be a trainee for BTS. Yeah, yeah. but he had more like he wanted more um, producer producing skills. So they're like, he should be a producer. So that's when he went. Why to is his name Supreme Boy? Does he like Supreme? Probably. <laughs> I'm not saying. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Dorm life sounds like a lot of fun. I know because I actually saw one of David's old photos with him. And everyone in the dorm. Oh, yeah, so I was yeah. like, that's why I was like, wait, so you did you live with like BTS and everyone? He was just like, yeah. And I was like, oh wow, this is kind of crazy. You know? <laughs> crazy. Yeah. You know, but I mean, that's kind of cool. Like that's those are like the stories that like I I was like very interested to hear because you know not a lot of times we get to hear these kind of stories of dorm life mm-hmm. or even when there's you know usually if there is a dorm it's usually just just for that group not mixed. You know mm-hmm. they don't usually mix. An artist with another idol group, but you had that kind of time for that to yeah, have yeah. that community until you moved out to your own system. Mm-hmm. It's like so. an incubator, you know. You yeah. put a bunch of creatives together, and you all live together mm-hmm. and feed off of each other's energy and inspire each other mm-hmm. and learn from each other. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that helps develop artists, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of labels could implement that sort of system, you know. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I think a lot of labels keep the artists separate just because of like you know safety and just you know privacy. Just separating it. But yeah. if you're an artist, you want to learn and you know feed off of each other's sort of skills and because that's like some mixed with hubez mixed with yep. like you know people that are also finding their own path so i think yeah like what what peter's saying is like i think that is probably a really good let's start let's start let's start, let's start, let's start that's really good <laughs> hold on We're i down. like this idea <laughs> my mind is working <laughs> wait <laughs> So at this point, was Korea like home for you? Did you feel like it was? At that point, no. I was like, it still felt like everything was so new. Like yeah. wherever I went, like, dude, this is cool. Like this is cool, this is cool. Just meeting people, I was like, whoa, I'm in Korea. Like just all Korean speakers. And it was, it was just every, every day I was kind of like, whoa. And you never went back to San Fran to live after this? Yeah, I didn't visit San Fran. Oh, I went, actually I went maybe in 2012. Like this was like 2000. Just once? In the last 10 years? Oh no, I went a couple times. Oh no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I didn't go for leisure until like maybe 2015, 2014, around then. Oh wow. Interesting. Yeah. So, um, but I, I like staying in Korea because it, it was just so fascinating for me. Yeah. So tell us, um, you know, obviously you're a soloist now. We just want to know, curious to like, know how you're transitioning out, coming out of the company. You know, where yeah. did you go, and like, what what was reasoning, and you know, do you still maintain a good relationship, you know, with with people you worked with before? Like, how was juicy that? question? From juicy Mark. question. Yeah, I know. All right. Uh, you want me spill some juice? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. Uh, so, um, so I, I had a five year contract with Bikit, and so. So um, I three years into my contract, because um, I was they they were they were they had a plan for me and then they kind of fell through, and then I was just kind of on standby and they just wanted me to keep on sending them songs and that's what I did for like the first three years, and then I got kind of frustrated. I was like like I've been writing songs like how come you guys aren't letting me out? So I went to Pangshok and him and Bing and I was like hey like why aren't you releasing anything for me? And then he was like uh, write a couple more songs if not like maybe if you don't if you don't. 
work something out like maybe we could like part ways i'm like okay and then so i for the next three three four months i wrote more songs i sent to him and um, we're kind of talking and eventually he was like hey you know what uh, there used to be a person in our company and he's starting his own label and he wants to take you like oh yeah do you want to go with him i'm like uh it's like he's he, he he wants to release something for you i'm like yeah yeah i'm like i want to release something so i'm like wow sure and then so he's like so i was like okay thank you and so he uh let me go into that other label kind of big mistake for me oh. <laughs> yeah because it was not a, like a it was not really a good time for me yeah but um so i didn't uh what do you call it i didn't redo my contract with the new label i just decided to have because i had two years left yeah. you know, i would do two years with them yeah and so um but but Hanshiak, like saying to you like okay if this doesn't work out let's part ways and by the way you could go to this other label like that sounds like a really cool thing for him to do yeah he like cares hey, he's yeah. looking out he's caring about your situation and also offering another opportunity yeah. for you so i think that's a really thoughtful one so that, that was something i was like whoa like i really respected him because he was he He's really there. He actually cares for his artists and stuff like that. So I was like, whoa. And so um, by the time when I ended my contract, like, because I was still with Big Hit at that time, um, we on our on my last day, I hit him up and I'm like, hey, thank you for everything. And then so we had a meal and like, and I and I talked to him and like we we ended things like really like well. I mean, I appreciate the story because you know he's very successful, and I can hear from your story that he's a good person, and you know that's uh, yeah. Because there's a recent article about you know even him with Joe Kwan at that time, and you know it, it's amazing to see that he to have someone in this industry, you know someone that built an empire also. Yeah, and it wasn't just a fast empire. He 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 raised artists yeah. to also like and give them respect until the very end. Like yep. that's probably something that not a lot of you know CEOs do for yeah, the artists yeah, even in America even not not just to Korea they don't spend that time have that kind of last supper I don't know that last supper that he you know yeah exactly he didn't have to that's but like, so thoughtful of him really like yeah. I'm, I'm kind of humbled by hearing the story you know, so I was like whoa so wow a lot of respect that, that's that's real. did you guys keep in touch after that or um, I mean like during like holiday I still send texts but like hey happy new year so oh, that's good yeah. that's great so from that you you what, what was what was your next my step so um i tried to i saw so i i moved to the other label and then we tried to do solo um i i had uh, i wanted to do other stuff but like the company was like you should do this so like i released a lot of stuff my company wanted to do and um i didn't i was only happy with it and so like I started music because I wanted to do a band. So I was like, I want to do a band. And then so- Oh yes, the band. You're yeah. gonna play guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, wait, let me circle back. <laughs> he's like, he's right, he's back. Back. <laughs> He went from the ninth grade gym to the 10th grade gym, back to the ninth grade gym. He was like, all right. Yeah. And then so I was like, I want to do a band. And so I got to meet like a couple of musicians. Uh, and so I decided after I finished my contract out, I was gonna start a band. And then so I started a band called Everbloom. Yes. And uh, although we are on a inf- indefinite hiatus right now yes um we worked on for maybe like two years we promoted for like two years and um we tr- i tried it bands are hard because sure. um we were a five piece band so like this five people creative people like we're like trying to make one music and like everyone's saying something they like so like it was really hard to like find like a center point for the music right so it was kind of it was kind of a struggle and so i did that for two years and then we decided to like part ways we're all good in, we're all in good terms yeah so um Everbloom, did you pick out the name? Yes, I did. What inspired you to pick the name Everbloom? <laughs> it took, so we were like practicing for like two years. Yeah. 
um, technically in secret. And then, um, so I'm like, we gotta think of a name. And for, to me, I thought the name was important. Sorry, I wrote guys. like, I wrote like a bunch of names down. And I was like, uh, and, I, and I thought of like everything else. Like, and then out of them, like I cut something about Everbloom kind of like click with me. And I had a couple other names I kind of like too, but I like Everbloom. You know what? I think I remember this. The day that you chose the name, weren't we sitting at a cafe? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah, well, no. what was the alternative names that were there that they the um, the f- front runners from where I remember it was like pale blue dot was one of them. I didn't like that one. There was like liege, but there's so many liege in in Korea because liege like the Korean word. But like um, oh, there was other weird names I forgot. But blue I was like pale dot. Yeah, I was like no. Oh yeah, so I had a question. Um, you know, because I know we had talked about this before, but I just wanted to see, you know, what your thoughts were at that time because I know when Everbloom was like promoting and you guys were trying to find a company and get a new label. Um, to support you guys, there was a time where they didn't take you. They they want to take the other members. They thought everyone was a good opportunity, but at that time they considered you too mainstream to be considered indie. Like they considered you, even though you weren't promoting as a mainstream pop artist that you mm-hmm. were before. You know, how did you feel, and what what was that like? Like hearing that kind of feedback. So for me, I, I never wanted to be like a celebrity celebrity. Like once I started like music, I wanted to be more like a musician. Um, and um, because I was on a mainstream program and because I was in Big Hit, which is like a main, main uh, stream label, mainstream label um, a lot of people considered me as like a celebrity, I guess. So um, I met with a couple of labels. So I met with like more like a uh, more major kind of labels. And they were like, yeah, we're going to promote you more like uh, like on programs and like uh, like idol style idol style so I'm like I, I just want to release music you know like you know and go on music program and sing and stuff like that and then so like you know what let's I told my band members like we should look for more indie labels yeah. and so we got a couple a couple opportunities to meet indie labels and they're interested but they're like yeah but your singer is David O and I think he's gonna be a handful cause we can't take care of like him cause he's too mainstream I was like what does that mean yeah. cause, I, cause I don't really consider myself mainstream do you think it's because you were on the great birth I think I think so yeah, and then you had big hit and I had big hit oh, yeah. so, he did have so, so I, I understand a lot of indie artists and labels they have this like idea in their mind that like oh let's not be mainstream let's not be mainstream so like it might have been really um like you can only have someone that's not known at all yeah and, and I don't think that makes a lot of it's sense it's weird but. because like I I I want to be mainstream, but like through music, kind of, you know. Right. Like I don't, I don't like. I mean, if there's opportunities going programs, I'm not gonna say no. no. I want to do those stuff, but I, I was just kind of like dumbfounded that they were like, "You're too mainstream for our company." I was like, "What? Because isn't that a good thing? It like, should be a good thing." Yeah. So because that helps more of the promotion. Right. Yeah, I was right. like, I have. If you think I'm mainstream, that means I have certain like values, but like I want to do music indie stuff. So like, isn't that like a Good thing so, so you I felt weird because like, you were in the middle of two different discussions you yeah know, mainstream labels were down for you you know mainstream labels were kind of iffy because of my members but they're like oh because you're they're like they wanted they wanted but they then wanted the, the indie, me- the indie labels like, they wanted your members but they were iffy about you yes. so it was kind of like that whole it was like great yeah, i was like wait i don't know what to do so um we decided let's just do stuff by ourselves like because we could self make our own music and like right. so at least it's your own stuff to do so like we should do that and we did that but it was honestly it's 
it's hard to do music without like a label. Oh yeah. Yeah. So um, I think the downfall for us was because we didn't have a label, we eventually kind of like burnt out a little bit, and so we decided to take like a break. Yeah. And and so here we are now, and I'm currently. I decided after Everbloom ended, I decided to work on solo stuff again. So I'm that's when you got on the best singer. Yeah, that's everything. when I got the opportunity. To do the how did how did you get on the show? It's crazy. Um, so my drummer for Everbloom is yeah. a drummer for another band called Dear Cloud, and uh-huh. they're pretty big in the indie scene. They've been here for like they've been hardtonging or promoting for like ten years, mm-hmm. and so um, his his vocalist from that band did the. Uh, the program and then the writer was like hey wait you also do drum for Everbloom like we want to like get David to go on the show and this is when we broke up or like we were on break yeah. so he was like oh let me ask David and like to see if he wants to do it and then like I was just like just writing songs at the time and he just called me out of the blue I was like oh hey it's like hey like, there's this opportunity um, called the mess singer like you want to do it and at first I was like nah like I'm scared to do it I haven't been on a program in like seven years so like I don't, I don't know if I want to do it because a lot of pressure and he's like no you should think about it so I'm like okay I'll think about it so I th- thought about it for a week and then I I was like you know what I have nothing to lose from doing it again so I was like you know what I'll do it and so I, I decided to do it and it was a pretty cool experience too yeah definitely I saw the clips and I think a lot of people were happy and surprised to see you yeah because I haven't been doing anything for a while so like oh so because they couldn't recognize you at first yeah, right? but, like, but that one guy did yeah, and yeah. then he was just like oh my god and then they knew your mom you know how did, how did that feel that like you were you were gone from the mainstream scene you, you tried to do the indie route then you got back onto broadcast and then they remembered you like how did that feel at that moment they were like you thought they might have forgot you because you know that's years past so so I thought I disliked going on TV but I, but then I think once I did it, I was like I don't I don't think I disliked it like I kind of missed it so I was like yeah. oh yeah like this is if I ever got an opportunity again like I don't think I'll say no and sure. I, I'd do it and then um it was just really nice that people still like remembered because like, I, I haven't really done anything yeah in a, like a long time of course so I was like wow like I guess there are still people there <clears throat> who genuinely uh, still like are waiting I guess so it was like I, I think that's like one of the great things about music for me personally once you release music it's always gonna be yeah. there mm-hmm. people will exactly. never forget and be, people could always go back and listen to your music like mm-hmm. like you could go back into your emails and look, and look at the song yeah. that you have with BTS <laughs> yeah. but I'm a, I'm a very sentimental person in that I love listening to old music or old music that never came out like mm-hmm. I keep those files and I listen oh, yeah. to it it makes me remember those days mm-hmm. very very clearly and dearly so um, everybody's gonna always remember your music you know whatever mm-hmm. you put out there into the world mm-hmm. and that's great that they got to see you on the yeah. show I want to ask you a question how is it being a son of a singer because your mom was a singer so I didn't really think yeah, like, explain to your listeners who is your mom oh, yeah, so my mom uh, like me she was on a program on NBC like Ritan was on NBC um, at that time in the 80s uh, college there was like this uh, oh, I don't know what it's called it's like a it was like a Rock scissors paper? No, no. College, like kind of like audition program for college students, because okay. at that time a lot of colleges had like music groups and they'd come out and they'd perform. Mm. And so, um, 
Crap, I can't remember. Okay. Right yeah, okay. Um, and she was on that program, and then um, she came out as a duo with her friend, and then um, she did pretty well on that program, and then a lot of people liked her, and so she got like I think she got like, I don't know exactly the history, but she I think she got a record deal from that, and then she released an album, and her song was very popular at the time. And uh, what year was this? I'm gonna say like 1986 ish. Wow. And she, because like my mom's an amazing singer, um, and because of her like voice and like her tone, um, a producer was looking for a vocalist like my mom to sing with Imunse. I don't, you guys know Imunse? Like she's like a very big Korean um, yeah. artist, and so she did a duet with Imunse called Ibeyaki, which is like a very famous song in Korea. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, like because of her her duo duet song, and because of that, like her she was actually very well known. Mm-hmm. So like my my parents age people if you if I ask them they're like oh I know who your mom is that's so, so cool but then like I always heard growing up like oh your mom used to be single I was like but she just my mom so yeah, like, right. it didn't like, really click did, with yeah, me I was like so my mom like what so like I always thought she was good at singing I was like oh I guess that's why she was a singer but me coming to Korea people were like oh I know your mom I know your mom and like oh you're her son I was like whoa and so I'm like they're like yeah your mom was so good like I miss I miss yeah. that era I miss her songs does she like, sing she, around the house she does yeah they're like is it like is she gonna come back to Korea with you and like release something I'm like I don't think she yeah will. you guys should redo that duet yeah and put it back out I mean people remember that you know it's a great story for you and your that mom that would be pretty cool yes. that'd be cute I'll, to have like a I'll, duo I'll, I'll a duet with like your mom <laughs> Mark will yeah can I, can, I, can I do everything with that yeah. can I make the choreography too <laughs> Like, that would be kind of cool. Um, be- before you do it, you could practice in front of the mirror. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and Did so, you feel pressure from that? Like, you know, no, I didn't know? feel pressure from that. But like one time I was at a show and I played, I, I decided to cover my mom's song. <laughs> And I sing it, and then some, uh, this like older gentleman came up to me, he's like, oh, I know that song, you're not, you, you, sh- you shouldn't cover it, you're not as good as your mom. I was like, oh, so they knew you were <laughs> yeah. the son. Oh no! You're not as good as your mom, your mom just, you're, uh, is so much better, I'm like. So basically he said, you know what, you just slaughtered your mom's song, don't do it again. Yeah, I was like. You, maybe the blood, just stay the blood. Don't, yeah. don't do it. I was like, wow, that's <laughs> a pretty bold statement for someone to say. I was like, what? Thank you, I guess. I'm like, oh, you should have oh, said, you do it then. Oh, I consider my choices, but. <laughs> Um, because my mom, I think another thing was because my mom, well, supposedly she was, she was pretty big, I guess. Yeah. A lot of the older artists and stuff like that, they still know her. And so like, oh, you're her son. So like, they're like, oh yeah, yeah. And so that, that's pretty cool too. And so because of my mom, I met like Yunze, we had dinner with him before. Wow. And then, um, I'm speaking of Yunze to other people. Yunze, uh, he's a singer songwriter from the eighties. Oh, he's still, he's still quite young now, but he's like a very, he's one of like the, I guess, top singers mm-hmm. in Korea and um, I, I don't know I guess I'm I've growing up in Korea because I, I I grew up to like May 4 but I met a lot of famous people when I was little I just don't remember it and so she's like oh yeah we had dinner with that person <sighs> do one of these know. Korean programs have to have you and your mom and maybe you can say back on the show that'd be and doing, amazing uh, uh, to what is, is that like uh, Sugarman is that the show that they do they bring back some like I don't think Yimunse can go on Sugarman though <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's only for like forgotten artists. No. Like, oh no, don't say yeah. that. Oh, no. That's not what I mean, you know. But it, it'd be a great story and a great reunion. I yeah, think that'd be, really cool. be pretty cool. But yeah. like a, son, a, mo- a mother son duo, a mother father duo, mother son. Although I I have sang that song with my mom before. Um, How did it come out? 
what did she say? What is her what is her critical advice to that? No, uh, so uh, so my my one of our close like uncles, like he's not blood uncle, but he's like my uncle growing up. Um, he he's also a singer songwriter, and so he had a, his own show. And like my mom was in Korea at that time, and so we went. Uh, to see him and like support him and then my uncle told me in secret he's like you should learn this song I'm gonna put your mom on the spot mm. <laughs> and then so he he called my mom up on stage and he made him she, he made it her sing that song with me and so it was kind of it was kind of nice seeing that with her uh, I'm saying this song's got that is so cute <laughs> it's gotta be re-released we actually want to answer some of your questions go to the app. Check out the featured section. Look for the K-Popcorn podcast. Drop a question in the comment section. We'll select a few of those to answer on our next show. This podcast is presented by The Coos, your favorite K-pop app. You can follow over 80 K-pop artists and receive all of their content, including photos, news, videos, and GIFs, both official and fan-made. We gather all the content from YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, Tumblr, including all the news sites. You can organize the content by only what you want to see and you will never have to search or open multiple apps again. Download the app for free in the Apple or Google Play Store right now.